intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you welcome to another episode of the dog on it trucking podcast who is in the in the doghouse this week, Gary Dollywall from Hutch Systems. And he is excited to share that Hutch Systems is the very first ELD provider certified in Canada. And we get into how the certification process works. What are the pitfalls that you might watch out for when you do your research to select an ELD certified provider? All right, so let's get on with the show. Gary, welcome to the Dog On It Trucking Podcast. And the first thing I want to say is congrats, Hutch. I just got off the website at Transport Canada, and Hutch is still the only certified provider of the ELD system in Canada. So I just want to say congrats. And with that... Gary, welcome. Tell us, how did Hutch become the first certified provider of ELDs in Canada? So, um, let's, uh, uh, first of all, I would uh, introduce myself uh, uh, to begin. And I would like to, uh, uh, my name is Gary Dollywell. I'm the founder of uh, NCTO of Hutch Systems. And, um, and I would like to thank you, um, uh, BMCT, uh, CTA, and all of the other government bodies and CCMTA, Transport Canada, to to uh, finally give us the opportunity to uh, design an ELD to be uh, to be certified in Canada. So uh, um, I would like to thank you them first. Yay! Here I'll give you another round of applause. So um, uh, how did we be, be become the first certified? I'm actually proud of the team of work we have uh, done. And this was a, a team effort, not uh, just a solo effort. And we got a very dedicated team uh, uh, of engineers, of support staff, of management. And we worked extremely hard to achieve this, uh, this ELD certification. And um, whereas my team, uh, uh, the question was, uh, how come we became the first one? My team and I love reading the technical documents. <laughs> that's our go-to. Uh, that's our go-to material to read. And personally, I do not. I get bored with the novels. And but if you give me a, a textbook to read, and uh, or any technical material to read, yeah, we love that because that's uh, that's our passion, and our passion is trucking as well. And years of experience in the industry, I have been a driver myself, and a lot of the other team, team players uh, that are in the Hutch team, they are involved in the trucking sector themselves. At the one point of time, they have been. And uh, I have been uh, a driver, as I just mentioned, a dispatcher, and a safety consultant. Yay, and an uh, engineer. Well, we got to go back to the safety consultant part. Yay for the okay. safety consultants in the world. But uh, you are also an engineer? Yes. 
And uh, having all of this experience, that actually helped us uh, tremendously because uh, this ELD space and safety consulting and dispatcher looking from the driver's point of view, and we took all of that in and we implemented the ELD. And we spent months reading the F, uh, when FMCSA um, had their regulations out. We, sp uh, we spent months reading it, taking notes, planning, and finally we released our first self-certified ELD to be registered with FMCSA, and we were the fourth one to do that. And we were the first Canadian company to do that as well. So, um, and I am, I'm, I'm actually very keen to know who were the first three because I cannot find them. And, uh, that's, un uh, I would love to hear from, from them, their story. How, how did they beat us to, uh, to, uh, to be the, uh, to be the first three? And, uh, when it came down to Canadian mandate, we did everything right to FMCSA technical standards. Cause as I mentioned, we love reading technical standards. And when Canadians introduced the regulations, and we just uh, jumped on, um, uh, we got their test procedures, read the technical standard, and when we realized all of the, all of uh, uh, what was required, found that there were only very minor uh, tweaks that we needed to uh, to uh, make in our software to comply with the technical standards of Canada. So we just, uh, we, as a, we as a team, we planned, we read the material. As I mentioned, we love reading the technical standard. And, uh, and then we, uh, we as a team worked up extremely hard to accomplish this, uh, this uh, certification. And of course, as you know, this uh, certification is a very rigorous process. And I'm actually very thankful to FP Innovation for testing our, our, our ELD to the test procedures released by CCMTA. And those are 450 test procedures. And it does take time to, uh, to go through them all to, uh, to make sure that the ELD that they are certifying meets all of the technical standards. And we feel proud of the work that they have done. And we, and I personally feel proud of the team work that we as a Hutch Warriors, we call ourselves Hutch Warriors have done and to accomplish this, uh, uh, ELD certification. Well, and we became the first one. It's awesome. First of all, that uh, a Canadian company is the first one because you've got some pretty big um, players out there that are battling against you or that you are competing with. Uh, so tell us, where are you located? Uh, we are actually located in Abbotsford, British Columbia. And uh, we are actually the farmer boys, you can call us, because we are in the countryside and uh, uh, it's an Abbotsford British Columbia, and it's a beautiful British Columbia, I should say, and and also beautiful Canada, and I would uh, that's where we are on the Pacific Coast. Yeah, it, and as I say, congrats. Now, before we um, started, um, I wanted, to, or sorry, I wanted to ask you a question about why Canada decided to do the um, certifications as opposed to the self-certified way that the U.S. did? What are some of the problems with self-certification uh, the way the U.S. did it that you uh, might look at? See, uh, my, 
my opinion on self-certification. I believe there's nothing wrong with the self-certification though, but there has to be some oversight. And uh, it's like uh, when, you prepare, uh, when you play a professional support and versus uh, playing at lunchtime, you know the difference. There's a referee who's, uh, who's actually watching the game and uh, he knows the set of rules and uh, making sure that all the players are, are playing according to the set of rules. And if there's any fouls and uh, he calls on them, uh, uh, he calls on you. And uh, so self-certification, there's nothing wrong with it as long as there's some oversight. And when it comes down to oversighting, uh, the big industry the U.S. is, it actually becomes a complicated task. And uh, the enforcement the enforcement bodies and uh, and so forth, of course, it, it becomes extremely challenging. And, and again, as uh, CTA, PMCT, and all of the other government agencies, when they looked at it, what was going on in the U.S., I guess they must have uh, decided that, no, we want to take it a different approach. And let's actually, because uh, the motor carriers are the ones who are going to uh, pay the consequences of uh, choosing a non-compliant ELD. And motor carriers already have a lot on their plate. And uh, they don't want to, um, uh, uh, technical standards, those are not everybody's cup of tea. And where the Canadians uh, have chosen that, no. Uh, the, um, the we want to have a third party certify it, and uh, I believe uh, my personal opinion is that was the right approach, and uh, this gives uh, this level the playing field for every ELD provider. So they have to play by the same set of rules as Hutch System did, and all of the other other ELD providers will be required to play by the uh, same set of rules. Yeah, no, I think you were being very. Um, politically correct in your statement uh, about the self-certification. So I will say it in my words, uh, because I'm not a competitor. It was a messed up system down there because there are many people who are cheating on their ELDs don't comply with the rules. And I'll tell you, um, and I'm sure you're aware of this, but it only really becomes important when you get into a crash. And if you're using one of the uh, systems that can be altered by the drivers, man, you're, you're messed up. So I'm very happy that Canada chose the certification route. And if for no other reason, it'll be make the decision as to which ELD provider I go with much easier because instead of 500 and some ELD providers that they have in the States, we're going to have a much smaller number. Um, and the first one on that list right now is Hutch. And the only one on that list right now is Hutch, uh, which is pretty impressive. So, so Gary, let me actually, let me, let, let me actually touch this with you here. What my, one of the concerns that during the testing got raised by my team and the other, um, uh, uh, with the CCMTA. Okay. Uh, CCMTA, they requested uh, Hatcha Systems to, uh, of course, part of the technical standard and test procedures that we must allow manual entry of a driving event. They actually call them events. And anything that's manually added in the ELD, that could be changed to, uh, uh, to off-duty or any other event because it's a manual entry. 
And when I got to know that it was required, and I inquired with the CCMTA, they said, yes, it is inquired. I said, well, then it would be very easy for the driver to change from driving to off-duty because it's a manually added event. And they said, yes, it is true. I said, well, then this mere purpose of the certification to uh, to begin with because uh, it must not be, driving time must not be shortened. And they replied back, saying, well, there are intermediate log and engine up and engine down events and so forth, and it would be up to the enforcement officer to determine that. Uh, I said, well, officers, they already have too much to worry for, and uh, and it's actually deceiving the purpose. And then I read the, uh, the automatic driving time, and I said, well, it actually mentions that uh, yeah, the ELD must record an automatic driving when it reaches eight kilometers an hour. They said, yes, that is true. So I said, well, then, is it required by the ELD, if the driver has a manually added driving event, is it required by the ELD to change it to another event of driving with an automatic status? They said, yes, that is required. I said, well, then that actually... Uh, uh, has it uh, some weight on it because now that time cannot be shortened. They said, yes, that time cannot be shortened. I said, well, then it, it will deceive the entire purpose of the driver changing it to, to, to manually changing it to, to driving prior to moving the vehicle. I said, well, I am satisfied with that, and that is the right direction. And uh, so there were a few challenges there where we had to inquire with the CCMTA to clarification uh, to clarify the items those are listed in the press procedures. And I am very proud of the work that they have done. I'm sure there was a lot of hurdles um, to get over. Now, what are some of the pitfalls um, that you think people should be watching out for from ELD customers as a fleet? If I'm a fleet, what are some of the pitfalls when choosing an ELD that I should be watching for? So there are, see, uh, as I mentioned that I, I've been a dispatcher and I owned my trucking company. So I would wear the hat of uh, me being a trucking company rather than being a salesperson because I am a technical person. I'm not here to sell. I, I, I personally can't sell. And because I like to tell the truth, and I think at one point of time, the truth will prevail. And so this, uh, through this channel, I would like to educate the motor carrier. So let me wear the hat, uh, a virtual hat of a motor carrier. Right. So there are two, there are a couple of concerns that I think the motor carrier should pay attention to. Number of ELDs are implemented as a hardwire solution and number are implemented as a handheld solution. So first they need to determine uh, is the ELD that I'm purchasing or, or inquiring about, uh, is it a hardwire or is it a handheld? Okay. And when uh, you, once you have determined that from the ELD vendor, then you should ask yourself how the ELD is the ELD implemented in the app running on a mobile device, or is it implemented in a black box that's tied to the ECM of the vehicle? If it is implemented on a handheld device and it's implemented in the ELD, now you need to ask yourself, well, the ELD must be communicating with the ECM when the engine is running. And is it easy for my driver to close the app or turn off the mobile device and that will start logging 
power compliance and uh, malf- uh, internet synchronization malfunctions. If that is the case, well, then the, uh, then the drivers already have too much worry out on the road, and you can just imagine that the driver is uh, is required to keep his phone running or the tablet running, and he's jumping in the sleeper berth to sleep for 10 hours, and by the time he gets up, and the app may have closed because Android system and iPhone, they're very, uh, like, they're very... Uh, picky on saving the battery life and they may close the app and uh, well by the time the driver gets up and he already may have a malfunction and now he has to report it to the motor carrier motor carrier has to document and after the documentation what action the motor carrier took so those, those are the ones that I would be looking for and another one that I would look for is uh, because uh, as per the technical standard the driver and the motor carrier or any other person should not interfere with the location services or the times uh, of the ELD. So you can just imagine if you go to the tablet setting, you can change the time and turn off the location services on the on the tablet. If that is the case, well then uh, of course the ELD must be logging a malfunction. But uh, you can just imagine uh, what sort of nightmare the motor carrier may have on their plate, and the smaller carriers may not have the luxury of implementing safety policies and enforcing them. I do understand the larger carriers do that, but the smaller carriers may not have that. So that is another another area of concern I would uh, look at when I am choosing as a motor carrier. The, another thing that I would stress on is the unidentified driving. Which is if a, you read the... I, which I is a huge... Yeah, it's a huge problem. See, uh, as per if you read the technical standard, right in there, they actually uh, um, in the technical standard they mention that um, that the motor carrier should assign a ELD exempt account, and there are only two differences between exempt account and a normal ELD driver account, and uh, the motor carrier should not have any unidentified driving unless somebody who was not employed by the motor carrier drove that vehicle. Could be, uh, could be the dealership where they went to get the vehicle repaired or somebody else uh, who was a test driving that vehicle or so forth. Then that is the only time the ELD should log unidentified driving and of course they can rectify that. But if your vehicle is, uh, is uh, driving down the road and the Bluetooth connection or the, or the Wi-Fi direct connection, which is a local uh, Wi-Fi hotspot type of connection, or the cellular network where it's communicating with the ECM drops out and the ELD starts logging unidentified driving, well, you can just imagine over a 24-hour period how much unidentified driving that you have to worry for. And those are, uh, that is a, another concern, and I should stress on this too, that when I talk to the drivers myself, if there is any malfunctions or data diagnostic event in the ELD, they don't want to drive that vehicle. This is actually very true because they are scared that somebody's going to pull them over and uh, and uh, the enforcement body will give them a hard time. And the ELD is required to log a data diagnostic event and that data diagnostic event must be clearly visible on the ELD display to the driver and to the enforcement body and also in the output files. And if there is any unidentified driving of 30 minutes or longer in a 24-hour period, it's going to log that uh, that data diagnostic event, and that's going to stay there for the next 14 days. 
Yeah, so, uh, so, so, uh, so with the, uh, the way that we, uh, as a hack implemented, and we we made sure that there's no unidentified driving unless the motor carrier um, has somebody who's not uh, uh, who has a driver is not employed by the motor carrier, and they're operating the vehicle. Should could be the dealer, mechanic, or or so forth. Those are the only times we log the unidentified driving. But every other time it's logged against the correct driver that's logged into the ELD. So there's no un, un, much unidentified driving with the Hutch system. And that's, a, that's another key area I think the motor carrier should pay attention to. Well, as a consultant, I go in and I look at a lot of ELD systems and I see unidentified driving. There's just a huge amount to manage. Um, and one of the things that I didn't know that you mentioned was if you're using a portable device that's hooked up, you said by Bluetooth or a local Wi-Fi, it can be uh, interfered with, I guess, and dropped. And every time it drops, it creates an event. Is that right? Yes, that is that is very correct. It it may log unidentified driving event, and plus it will log a data diagnostic event, either the engine synchronization or a power compliance. And if that aggregates over the 24 hour period of more than 30 minutes, then it's gonna convert into a malfunction. And uh, as a malfunction, you, you as a driver need to report that to the motor carrier. And what good of an ELD would be, uh, out of the 30 days, let's say, uh, as an example, 20 days of the ELDs logging malfunctions. Well, then, then that ELD is no good, and the motor carrier should look at any ELD that make their driver's life a lot easier. Because drivers have drivers already have a lot to worry out on the road, and this ELD should not cause a driver to have an uh, like have another area of uh, that is that they need to stress for. So uh, ELD should be to help them, not to not to cumbersome their their driving, and uh, that's what we believe in. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. I, driver's life is much too difficult as it is without complicating it even more. So, uh, switching um, switching topics a little bit, what do you think some of the trouble spots of self certification are, or what areas did Hutch have trouble with, or what areas do you think um, some of the other ELD providers might have trouble complying with the cell or with the Transport Canada certification? See, as I mentioned, that that we um, we certified our our ELD with FMCSA, so we so we uh, we had a good experience with this over the uh, last three four years, and. Uh, Taking all the kinks out, and um, but whereas Hutch system, uh, we control both the hardware and the software. So these are they're actually a best married uh, like married system, and uh, some of the uh, um, uh, some of the other ELD vendors may not have that luxury. So they may be buying uh, ECM module that's off the shelf from some different vendor, and that vendor may have a different interest. Uh, to support their multiple customers, and whereas Hutch, we control both the hardware and the software. So we are not that big of a company, but when it comes down to designing the ELD product, and uh, we are uh, very good at it, and with a lot of experience. 
And let me ask you this. How many products does Hutch sell? You mean into uh, in regard to the ELD space or uh, yes. in general? Because, no, because in- we are not just an ELD. We're not just an ELD okay. company. We are actually a fleet management company. And we have a lot of experiences in, in the ELD, GPS tracking, fuel taxes, tire pressure monitoring systems, and a lot of other systems that Hutch System designs and takes it to the market. And uh, so we actually have a, uh, we have a significant amount of customer base. And we, uh, those, those customers are very helpful providing feedback. And uh, when they provide feedback, we don't just sit on it and we act. And uh, I, I gather my team and uh, we, we get to work and we listen to our customers. Uh, we're nearing the end of our time, so I've got to ask you this. You said you're not a salesman, but let's get into it. What makes Hutch, their ELD system, different than uh, your competitors? Well, uh, I I would say that our ELD, if you look at just the ELD part of it, FP Innovation, they considered our ELD to be hardware solution. And even though our ELD is a, has, the, has the option to bring in, uh, allow the customer to bring in their own mobile device or mobile phone, uh, a tablet or a phone, and... Uh, but our ELD is implemented in the telematic device, which is not a dumb box. We call it black boxes, but they're not generally a black box. But the color is black, and but they're very intelligent boxes. And that's where we implemented the ELD. And all the other pitfalls which I just mentioned, uh, the driver going to sleep and the ELD logging and malfunctions and so forth, we addressed all, all of those uh, areas of concern with our ELD. And we make sure that there are no malfunctions and no unidentified driving that uh, is logged in our ELD except the only time our ELD will log a malfunction if the driver is physically tempering with the ELD, meaning he's uh, taking the ELD off of the ECM, or or he's ex- or there is a, a hardware failure in the ELD. And that's the only time Hutch ELDs will log a malfunction, but other time it's a smooth sailing. And we want to have, uh, we want our customer to have a very good experience. So one of the things I would ask um, uh, people who are looking to purchase an ELD or be asking their suppliers is what types of malfunctions uh, do they have? Because what you're saying is your system has far fewer malfunctions because it's hardwired and it's a black box system as opposed to using a portable device. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, I mean, because no system is is perfect, and no system um, is going to go a hundred percent of the time without a malfunction. After all, it's a computer. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. But we, as a, we as a team, we made sure that we design a reliable system that is a, that is a, uh, there to help the motor carrier and help the drivers, and the. They should function as a designed. Yeah. And one of the other things you had mentioned when we were talking about doing an interview, and one of the things that um, I jumped all over, uh, did you not mention your compliance with um, fuel tax as a, as a feature of your software? 
Yes, we actually, we do very good job at fuel taxes. And this system that we have developed is in, uh, was developed in-house. So, uh, and this, this is actually uh, experience of over 10 years. Because when the EOBR was going to come in 2012, of course, we were designing that system on a Windows CE platform, but we had to shelf that product. And because uh, the legislation did not pass, and then we jumped on GPS tracking and fuel taxes. So those were the only two areas where we focused on at that time, back in the, uh, uh, at that time before the ELD. And we do very good job at fuel taxes. And we make sure we have a team of IFTA auditors. You can call them. They audit every IFTA every day. And we feel proud of the work that we're doing in the, in the fuel tax space. And our fuel tax space, uh, sorry, uh, the fuel tax reporting system, you can close your eyes and file the IFTA reports. And we are going to come up with, uh, we're actually putting a plan together where we will guarantee the IFTA audits. Any, any IFTA that is filed through our system, if there is any IFTA audit or any fine, so forth, and we will be taking care of those. And that's how proud that we feel for our IFTA fuel taxes. Hey, and again, give me a round of applause. Because IFTA is something that is critical. It, it, a lot of the insurance companies and everything look at the IFTA to see the reported miles, uh, to see if it's all legit and everything. Gary, last word to you. How... Can somebody get more information about the Hutch ELD system that is Transport Canada approved? How do they get more information? Well, they can actually, first of all, we are listed on Transport Canada site the, on, there, and they can actually contact us through our uh, uh, website, which is www.hutchsystems.com, or they can call our our telephone number, 604 776-3564, and we would be more than happy to help them out any way possible. And of course, I've got those links in the show notes down below. So if, uh, as long as you're not driving, you can uh, click on the link or save this episode and click on the link a little bit later to reach out to Gary's team. Gary, I want to thank you so much for coming on. And once again, congrats for being at this point the only ELD certified provider in Canada. And it's been, what, two weeks already? And nobody else has got certified yet? Yeah, we were we, we got listed July the 23rd. And, of course, we had a little bit of word prior to that. But that was the time that we, we felt relieved because during the testing, we, we continued to work on our ELD. We didn't, we didn't let our guards down. And we still do. And now we have set goals for another milestones. And, of course, we are going to achieve those. And just the last thing I want our listeners to be aware of, um, I do believe that there will be many, much fewer number of ELD certified. And one of the reasons, and I didn't realize it until I was talking to you, Gary, um, there is a substantial fee that goes with getting self cert or getting certified, it's not done by the government for free. You're paying for that process, and there's also a, a renewal process, is there not, for the ELD systems? Yes, that is very correct. And uh, of course, there's a, some surveillance fees. And when I was talking to FP Innovation, and they 
They told me one thing, Gary, make sure your ELD continue to comply with the Transport Canada website and we will be surveillancing your ELDs and if, if we find it is not complying, well then we uh, will talk to you. And it's actually a very, very strong message uh, to the ELD provider, like it's not just a, the, uh, the journey has just begun. Uh, the, uh, the getting our ELD certification was just the beginning of it. And now actually the true work is actually starting now because they will be surveillancing. And we, we need to be on top of the game to make sure that our ELD continues to comply with the Transport Canada mandate and that it meets all the technical standards. Beautiful. Thanks, Gary. And congrats once again to Hutch Systems and your team for being the first certified ELD provider in Canada. And thank you. And thank you all my Hutch Warriors. And uh, as I mentioned, we call them Hutch Warriors. And I'm actually going to congratulate every Hutch Warrior that uh, that I was talking to Chris and and Chris had me on his channel. And thank you, Chris, very much. Hey, you're welcome, Gary. Thanks for coming on. I hope you loved the show as much as I did. Please leave us a like, a thumbs up, a review, a comment, a rating if it is in your heart. Thank you so much. And I do really appreciate your time. And join us again next week for another exciting interview.